Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you would like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to agencygo.io to sign up today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How to Scale an Agency. I'm on with Amy Verma of TechiesIndiaInc.com. He works to build custom development for e-commerce digital marketing. Thank you so much, Amy, for being on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So with this custom software builds for, let's say, e-commerce companies, what does that look like? Are they large, like Magento builds or things of that nature? What kind of uh, CMS are you typically working with? So technically, we uh, go after the medium to large builds, and the most suitable for e-commerce medium to large enterprise is Magento. We don't want to be biased, but a lot of a lot of our clients use us for Shopify and Shopify Plus. And lately, we became big commerce partners. So it's we're like not a platform loyal company; we are a customer loyal company. So we match the customers' requirements budgets and everything and then we pitch the platform so yeah. probably if you are a boutique uh, fashion company with shopify we would recommend shopify not even shopify plus and once you grow we then recommend you to go shopify plus but if you are thousand two thousand three thousand skus and it requires customization then we without any you know shyness we just uh, pitch magento if you want to build uh, PWA and then, you know, you want something, you know, in the middle of it. And BigCommerce right. is the one that we recommend. Makes a lot of sense. So I've actually never used BigCommerce myself because uh, I don't have never actually scaled an e-commerce store. So what's the benefit of using something like BigCommerce? So technically, you know, BigCommerce is uh, an open source, as they say. Mm-hmm. So it brings uh, a lot of value to the small and mid-sized companies where they get away from the headache of hosting right. their websites, right? So it brings uh, a big commerce is technically partner with uh, Google Cloud. They promise 98% uptime and blazing fast speeds. And, you know, e-commerce speed matters a lot. And unlike the platforms like Shopify, they don't control your financial transactions and transactions through apps and all this stuff. They just want you to grow on your own. All they have to do is like just charge you for using the platform. The bundle brings along the hosting as well. So with your whole approach to scale, I mean, it sounds like these are, you said mid to large size builds. So, I mean, what does a typical contract look like for you? I mean, you, you basically in the hundreds of thousands of dollars and when you close these contracts roughly. Yeah. So what's your process to getting customers that are paying you those kind of sizes? Are they usually from referrals? Are you doing outreach? Like what's the process here that's working for you? Over the years, we've, uh, I've lived in different countries and then I've built a, a lot of, uh, you know, referral network myself. So along with the team that I have, the closest allies in my company, the colleagues, somebody is completing 10 years. Another one is about to complete nine years, right? So think yeah. about the kind of network we have, we've built, we've traveled together, 
we've gone to conferences, we've worked on site, and uh, that brings a lot of a uh, lot of network effect to us, right? We've we worked with partners, so partners split up, right? They started instead of one, they now there are two companies, both are using us. So you know, this way we've been growing organically. Right. Uh, we've recently, uh, about two years ago, we've started uh, reaching out to customers directly as well through cold email outreach, through Google ads and Facebook ads. We've got our first Magento client from a Facebook ads, and that was B2B. Mm. Quite weird. Very interesting, though. Yeah, I can't even imagine why someone would want to build a, a website for B2B on Magento, but maybe it's more like a product. Is it more like a product B2B solution or what? Technically, a lot of B2B companies use Magento where the customization is, you know, the prime motive, where the, the selection of products. So you've got one product, you've got 17 variations, configurable, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've, we've got one, uh, one of our client is a 40 years old leather seats manufacturing company for cars and trucks. Mm-hmm. They've got 63,000 SKUs if you combine everything. That's crazy. Right. <laughs> They're like B2B and B2C both at the same time. They've got different you know, yeah. logins. B2B have, uh, they work with a lot of retailers. They work with a lot of larger retailers. And they, they also have uh, the iframe capabilities where a lot of retailers get their stuff through iframe on their websites. Makes a lot of sense. So give us a little bit of backstory and context over like your agency it's a journey, right? So you, you've been doing this for a bit now. And like you said, you've had really loyal team members and you reward them very well uh, for being on the team. So what does that journey look like? Can you share a little bit about your story? Kind of like how you got started and all that stuff. Okay. So I started uh, just after completing my MBA. I was 22 years old then. So started my first company. My dad is an entrepreneur. My granddad was an entrepreneur. I never wanted to join their business because I felt that, you know, there's hardly any room for an additional person that I won't be able to add any value. And uh, growing up, I already, you know, I didn't know what MBA was in my childhood. Yeah. I wanted to do MBA. Why? Because I've seen on television, I've seen MBAs dressing up smart, you know, carrying laptops, going into the boardrooms. Listen, I didn't have even a single clue of what MBA is yeah. or the full form, full form of MBA. I had a dream that I have to do it. Fortunately, worked hard, complete my graduation. In India, it's like, you know, your parents save a lot to send you to the universities and colleges. So me not being an exception. So I went to the, the business school, completed my MBA. I wanted to build a nutritional food users business because back then, you know, you know Tropicana and, uh, you know, orange juices were not part of the Indian breakfast. It was quite a fancy thing back then. And I did my research on, you know, setting up a fruit, nutritional food juice factory in the region. But because coming from a very middle, middle class family, I didn't have access to the resources. And banks won't understand what am I talking about. So technically, if you pass an MBA exam and then, you know, you pass the college, you, your parents, you know, want you to work for a larger multinational corporation for about a year and two. And then you can start on your own. But I got campus placement. A software company picked me up and uh, they wanted me as a business development executive. 
for about six, six and a half months, I did a lot of cold outreach. I picked up yellow pages, called the businesses that we want to go after, booked my meetings. You know, there were uh, people who didn't show up. People didn't respect my time. People <laughs> saw me. Yeah, I, I knocked a lot of uh, doors uh, in India. But then one fine day, I, I thought, you know, it's enough. We're not meeting ends. The company didn't pay me salary for six and a half months. Then I used to come back and my dad used to say, hey, you're not working there for salary. You're working for experience. I said, what, what the heck? I mean, the salary, I've, I've done my MBA. I should at least get something. And uh, one point I was speaking to my boss and he gave me a check which covered the gas expenses uh, we call patrol, patrol in India. By the time I got so confident that I was going to a lot of manufacturing companies, ERP was big then. So there were a lot of products. Uh, SAP uh, right. was pretty big back then. There was another company called uh, Bon, B-A-A-N. There was a mm-hmm. British ERP company. So ERP was like a new thing. So we were going after small and medium enterprises and they required custom applications. One fine day I thought, uh, you know, there's a lot of market here. Why don't I start my own and then, you know, let's ditch this company who's not paying me salary and I'll, <laughs> I'll jump into. There were people who were asking us, hey, we don't care about the company if they pitch the product or not. Right. I mean, if you can do it, if you can do it, let's do it. I got overconfident. I left the job, started the company with almost nothing. My, uh, I didn't have a single penny with me. I had one. I had a partner who was working with me as a colleague at the same company who did MBA from the same college that I was. We we both got placed in the, the same company. He didn't also get the salary. So I somehow convinced him that let's stop the business and then, you know, we, we can do it. Hi, this is Lucas James. Are you struggling to get meetings booked with potential prospects for your agency? I'll tell you what, when I first started, I had the same issue, but I was able to A-B test hundreds of different variations of copy on multiple channels and figured out a secret formula to convert anyone from anywhere into taking a meeting with me. I've mastered this approach and now my agency, Twiz, books meetings on autopilot. Last year, we booked 1,731 meetings, closed 234 accounts, and generated $1.72 million in revenue. I want the same thing for your agency, so I've decided to give away some of my best performing outbound copy scripts for free. That's right, absolutely free. If you want to transform your business for free, go to agencygo.io forward slash leads to get your free lead scripts today. That's agencygo.io forward slash leads. Now back to the show. We started the business, all those people who have committed that they'll buy and they were showing us frames of, you know, okay, you start and we'll buy. They stopped picking up our calls. From there, it was a struggle for about five, five and a half years, but I kept going. I was the, I'm the eldest in the house, in Indian households who are supposed to give back to the to the family because you stay with the family my parents still stay with me i don't know that's a cultural shock to a lot of people this is like indian a good indian family you'll you'll stay with your parents often unless you have a job somewhere else in another city but you know you've got a big house your parents live with you you take care of them because they you know that's how the indian society works so someday i was unable to pay the rents the other month i had challenges to pay the salaries and so on and so forth. But I had a vision that one fine day I'll make it big. 
So it kept on going, kept on going. My, my girlfriend, who is my wife, she used to contribute a lot. And she said, don't worry, take this money, give me back whenever you have money. And then, you know, you just have to be going with it. She believed in my dreams. So one fine day, we were, we were about to call it a day and the phone rang. To a lot of people that I tell this story, they think that I'm dramatizing or glamorizing the entrepreneurship, but it happened. And someone from the other side said, hey, I'm calling from the, the Ministry of Tourism, Greece. We want to build something and we've, we've searched, you, searched you online and you came up and, and we didn't do any SEO on our website. It was a plain five, five and a half pages website, which probably I have done along with one of the designers that we hired on contract. And she said, uh, I said, I don't believe you. I thought it's, it's a friend of mine from my MBA school because I used to boast off like, guys, <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to be big, you know, watch me. And I thought someone, you know, it, it's kind of sarcasm that someone is calling me. But uh, she said, what's your email? I'll send you a software requirements application. Within about four minutes, I got an email. It was about 1,379 pages software requirement specification document. <laughs> wow. Which says CRS, Sanford Reservation System, which was the profit maximization portal for the tourism and travel industry of Greece. They were far ahead in future compared to the, the technology available there. What they wanted to do was they wanted to bring the whole hospitality and the travel industry of Greece on one portal. Greece used to be very, very hot amongst the North American travelers, a lot of luxury travel. They treated Greece as their second or third home, right? So what used to happen is like, you know, you're a business traveler, you're booking a five-star. In the peak season, you may not get a stretch of about seven days in the same hotel because, you know, the others have booked as well right? But you want to stay in Greece for seven days. You can't compromise. And you have to, you or your secretary have to look for different websites and then call them up and book you there. So mm -hmm. what Greece, government of Greece wanted to do was, you know, provide all the information at one go. So you say, okay, your first four days will be at this five star. Your next three days will be at this four star. It's an amazing, we'll uh, take care of your to and fro from the hotel. It'll be in the kind of similar room. Because you're shifting, we'll give you two days or two meals on the luxury yacht so that the luxury yacht gets business, the four-star gets business, and the five-star retains you. It is a <laughs> PHP application. You know, I'm, I'm talking about somewhere around 2008, eight nine because 2008, we still, the government owed a lot of money to us and then, you know, we didn't want to go into legal battle because of the Great Depression and all that. So that's how it started. And that project gave us a lot of confidence to go after the custom applications using PHP. Mm. We went on to become a PHP-focused company in mid and large enterprise uh, businesses. We went on to become, Zen Framework was big on PHP. So we got invited. Our case studies were featured on ZenCon 2014. We met the fathers of PHP, Andy and uh, Zeev, right? And from Zend, because Magento was built on Zend framework, we started using Magento. And uh, today we, we are at a point where 
Our largest customer is $103 billion telecom giant. Wow. <laughs> yep. So they originated from India, but then we are servicing their New Jersey office, their innovation center. It's a security application that we've built. Initial funding was $3 million. Now, working with them from about three and a half years, the latest valuation is about $370 million for the product that we've developed Jeez. for them. That's well, crazy. Yeah, and they invited us in 2019 at their New Jersey headquarters. They wanted to talk about it. I still have that. That's like a dream came true. One of the most liked LinkedIn posts on my profile still is the same where we have written someone from this background living in a tier four city of India and being uh, invited to the New Jersey headquarters of a $103 billion giant. They still own 27% of the global internet. That's crazy, man. Well, what a great story. I mean, I, I definitely appreciate you shared that with, uh, with all of us. And, and I know that, uh, I know there's a lot of people listening to this who probably will need your services. So how, how can they get in touch with you? How can they partner with you? What's the best way to do that? You know, if they're not an agency go member, what's the best way to reach out to you? See what I've learned from uh, going to the conferences. I, I still remember, I won't name the conference. This is a big conference, about 7,000, 8,000 people come to attend. I see that companies who who have gone into that category or niche where they mm-hmm. talk about $100,000 to $2.3 or $2.4, $2.5 million bills, they are not accessible. Their CEO is not accessible. What we've learned is like, you know, we could be a $100 million company by keeping ourselves very lean. We are very approachable. I still attend a lot of meetings that my team, uh, in fact, before joining this call, I was uh, I just sneaked in one of the meetings that my team is having with another client. We're signing up on Magento Enterprise because we've grown from that level. We haven't arrived yet, right? Even if yeah. you know we're doing amazing business, so we're very open to partners. Partners have brought us here. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. Quite active. Anyone is welcome to get connected. And if someone reaches out to you, you already have my email. They're most welcome. Love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I really appreciate having you on. And um, I think hearing the start to finish, especially because I want to highlight more entrepreneurs in different countries outside of the United States. So appreciate you sharing that so we can, we can celebrate that accomplishment. So for everybody listening, Amy Verma has been able to scale Techies India Incorporated to pretty substantial size through a lot of hard work, years of grinding, works with some of the largest companies in the world. So thank you so much for being on the show, Amy, and uh, we appreciate having you.